up you guys it's carly and this week i am joined by two very special guests and long-term friends of mine rachel weitzner and laura nadell and this week we are talking about all things post-grad and the adjustment between undergrad and post-grad life finding jobs hardships covid literally everything um this is an episode that i'm genuinely taking to heart as graduation creeps closer and closer and i hope that so many of you are able to relate to some of the things that we discuss before we get into it i quickly want to say that i am finally home as of yesterday november 14th i surprised arlie in philadelphia it was literally the best surprise um and just so heartwarming and i am so happy that i got to see her um and unfortunately i was only there for a few minutes and then i had to go i won't see her for like another week which literally feels like an eternity but everyone should be super excited that the next few episodes coming out we will actually be physically together recording in the same room and just get ready Um, If you thought the episode last week where I was under the influence of four shots of espresso was good and entertaining, just get ready for the next few. I'm literally so excited to be recording them with Arlie. But before we get into that, I am so, so, so excited to introduce two of my great friends to all of you listeners and... Let's just dive right in with my first interview with Rachel. How's it going? It's going well, and I'm so excited to have you on the podcast this week. I thought before we got into anything about postgrad, we can talk quickly about our friendship because I think it's interesting. Maybe the people want to know. Um, and then you can also just give your little elevator pitch about yourself. Which we know I perfected in business school. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, you want to go into the history of our friendship? Yeah. Um, so we met when I think I was going into high school and you were just, you just finished your freshman year of high school? I think 2014. Is that not right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we were on this busing trip. Um, I don't even know. People always are like, what the heck are you talking about? But, um, it was like a summer camp on wheels and we bussed for 40 days from New York to California. Um, and then we saw each other, I think once after the trip ended, I went to your mall in your town. Yeah. We all have at some mall. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't see you until I went to Indiana for my freshman year of school because Rachel was also at Indiana. Yes. And then, so so you reached out to me my freshman year. Yeah. um, Asking about the school. And I remember mapping out like, here's my dorm. Here's where (laughs) I would be next year. And here's where you would be next year. And this is the closest dining hall that you should go to. Um, I was really excited for you to come. Yeah. Um, And I was excited just to know one person because I, no one else from my high school was there. Um, but I also remember, I think I've told you this, when we were going to meet up for the first time at IU, 
I was like, after we met up, I like called my parents and said, you know, I hung out with Rachel again. And I was like, no way are we going to be friends still. Like it was so awkward and it really wasn't. But to me, I was like, no way, like, this is not going to happen. I remember you telling me that, but I don't yeah. remember our first time seeing each other. I don't remember. Okay. It, being it was awkward. with your parents. Uh, we went out to breakfast. Oh, of course that, that makes sense. Yeah. That's awkward then. Um, and so I was like, and I don't think I really had ever met your parents because like we just got picked up from the airport at, at the end of our trip. So I was like, uh, no, we're not going to be friends. But then like a week later you texted me and you were like, did you go to the like IU club fair? And I was like, yeah, did you? And then you told me what club you signed up for. And it, we signed up for the same club, APO. And then we were in a community service fraternity together for like three semesters or whatever. Then Corona. Yep. Um, but before we get into your feelings on that semester, do you want to just give a little name, age, whatever, where yes. you're from, how you picked IU, maybe whatever. So my name's Rachel, Rachel Weitzner. I'm going to be 22 in two days. Um, by the time this airs, I will be 22. Mm -hmm. I've grown up on Long Island been here in New York my whole life. Um, that's where I am now as well. And so I picked IU because of the business school, although I didn't want a sports school, I didn't want a big school, um, and I didn't want a party school, but it, you know, life happens and you yeah. roll with it. So I ended up going to IU, um, majored in marketing, and then I made my own deaf studies minor. So I've been involved with the deaf community and sign language for some time now, and I'm hoping to get reinvolved with them later in life, um, maybe through interpreting or something. But right now I'm trying to find user experience research jobs. And that's, that's sort of where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And were you exposed to that in undergrad or you kind of realized that's what you wanted to do after you graduated? So I actually found UX during quarantine okay. um, because IU sent us home for spring break and then they extended spring break for two more weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I was just dabbling on some online courses and I found UX and it just immediately clicked. Mm -hmm. Like how sign language just clicked for me, UX just immediately clicked. Um, so I've started doing online courses and freelance work and just teaching myself everything I could. Um, and I had never really looked back at marketing. Yeah. And so I'm trying to combine UX and accessibility. That's incredible. And it's just so fascinating how your interests evolved and we can start in one place and then completely go into another place. So I'm so happy that you really narrowed your interests. Um, and on that topic of trying new things, we will move on to talk a little bit about quarantine times. What went on in your head? How are you feeling about everything? Like Regarding, I guess, graduating? Mm -hmm. It was definitely a weird feeling that, you know, I wouldn't have the cap and gown and the photos and the guest speaker um, at graduation and everything that my older brother had had. So that was kind of a bummer, but I think not having it made it kind of easier to move on um, mm -hmm. with, you know, the, the next step of my life. Yeah, that's how I feel now. I was telling Rachel before we started. Um like I was so upset about graduating high school that I was like I don't think I could have prepared myself for how I would feel about graduating college. It kind of felt like the rug was taken out from under you but mm -hmm. at that point what's done is done and there was I mean you can go two ways you can regret the things you didn't do um, mm -hmm. 
or you can say like, you know, I had a good time and, and on to the next thing. Yeah. And that's sort of the path that I took. Before we switch to like what you're doing now and all of that, um, maybe if you have any words on just your education at IU um, and maybe just anything about your entire college experience, something you would change, something you loved, anything. Yep. Yeah. I think at IU, there's kind of a stigma about the business school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you get in Kelly, you're told not to switch out of Kelly. And my parents said the same thing. And so for me, I kind of felt stuck and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to find something that I actually enjoyed because I love taking my sign language courses and my deaf culture courses. And um, I sort of dreaded going back to the business school. And mm-hmm. so I guess my advice would be don't be afraid to take the classes that you actually enjoy because you'll probably regret not taking it. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's a passion, it's a passion. Like you can't avoid that, you know? Yeah. Something else that I would advise is don't worry as much about your GPA. I was the type of student to sit in my classes and calculate what I got on a certain exam, how that would influence that class grade and how that would influence my GPA for the semester. Which I remember that vividly. Yes, vividly. It, it's what I did all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know how many people have asked me what my GPA was? Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero <laughs> people have asked me what my GPA is. Yeah. So for me, that was just such an anxiety point mm-hmm. for, for getting a certain number GPA. And I think for some for some like majors, it matters, but for marketing, it really didn't. It was more about your people skills. And I think for a lot of majors, it probably doesn't matter as much. I'm not saying blow off your classes. I'm suggesting don't put emphasis on the letter grade, put emphasis on what you're actually learning. Learning, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's good advice that everybody needs to hear. Thank you. What are you doing now? How are you feeling now? everything. (laughs) Open-ended. I guess guess I'll start with what I did during quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing I did was start reading a whole lot. And Mm -hmm. I used to love reading, but with school, I just didn't have time for it anymore. And so if it's okay with you, I'd like to uh, recommend a couple books. Yes, of course. So the first one is called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And she does a TED talk about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Um, And this book really helped me through a breakup, which also happened during quarantine. Mm -hmm. And then the other book that I will swear by, can I curse on here? Yeah. Okay. Um, The book is called By Yourself, The Fucking Lilies by Tara Schuster. And that book got me to run. That book got me to journal. Mm -hmm. That book got me to buy the extra hot chocolate that I really wanted just because I, you know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to feel special that day. Um, And so those really helped just Mm -hmm putting things in perspective, I guess. Mm -hmm. The other thing I've done during quarantine, besides completely changing my career path, Mm -hmm. um, was I started a cooking app. Did you? I've been developing a cooking app with a group of people that I've met on Reddit. Okay. Um, And so we're trying to make like a beginner's cooking app. And so I'm working with people from Canada, the UK, New Zealand, and others around the US. Mm -hmm. And So that's been really fun because I'm also trying to uh, cook a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like a beginner's cooking app. I love that. I didn't even know that. And we've been catching up this whole time. I didn't (laughs) know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, let's see, I've had a UX internship. So I've been doing some work on a Muslim donation app. 
And then I just got this position for a volunteer, like a volunteer nonprofit project, I guess. Okay. So I'll see a little bit more about that. So I'm definitely keeping busy. Mm-hmm. Just none of these things are jobs, yeah. which is unfortunate, but definitely keeping busy. And I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've got friends who are in jobs right now that either hate it or feel like they're extremely like unfit for the position and unprepared for the position. And mm-hmm. so while I'm sitting here kind of jealous that they have jobs, they're kind of sitting there wishing they didn't and that they had free time to figure out what they actually like, like I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Talking to you over the past couple of months, just whenever we get a chance, um, is comforting to know like you're like, I know in the beginning you were like, I still don't have a job. I still don't have a job. But now it's like, I'm doing things that I really want to do or just being able to explore all of the different avenues that you can go down. Yeah. So where do you see yourself? If you see yourself somewhere, you don't have to. I've just told Rachel before I have literally, I'm very much like, I don't know. So if you don't know, that's fine. My issue is that I have too many plans and I don't know how they're all going to work together, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've written them down. So besides becoming like a UX professional, Mm -hmm. I also at some point want to be like, I don't know, a leader in this space, I guess. And I want to be invited to keynote events and be a Mm -hmm. speaker and um, be a mentor to others because of how many people um, spent their time talking with me. I kind of want to give back. And then at some point reading all these self-help books, I was like, you know, I should write one of these. So that is on my list as well. Now, um, living abroad, I want to go back to the Netherlands Mm -hmm. or maybe Canada, um, or Boston or DC or New Mm -hmm. York (laughs) location. I don't know yet. Um, and then at some point I also want to go back to school for interpreting. And I think I'd want to do performance interpreting, which is like at concerts, um, which I think would be really cool. That would be really cool. But if you live abroad, then you have to learn a different sign language. And so I don't know how to coordinate all of that. But I mean, as far as what's immediately next, I'm just hoping to get into the UX space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, especially you listing all those things. I can relate to like 95% of the things that you said you wanted to do. (laughs) I want to write a self-help book, which I've been working on. I want to be invited to events and like be a mentor to people because that's what so many people have done for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Arlie said like last week she wants to take the podcast on the road like for a big tour. I'm like yes sure like that's I cool. yeah um, I want to live abroad and I also want to live in Boston DC and every other city in America. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah just um, I don't know. I, I mean I, I, open, did, but. I said to you before like we're probably going to be working for 40 years. There's no reason why we couldn't live in three different places. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some people, they grow up in New York, they stay there their entire life. And that's totally fine too. Mm-hmm. But it's not unrealistic to want to live in multiple different places. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's possible and that it'll happen. If you could give one piece of advice to college seniors as they enter the workforce during the age of COVID, what would it be? I mean, I'm not in the workforce. This is true. So, so maybe just... <laughs> people entering post-grad life? Um, gosh, I guess I would say, okay, so I, I mentioned that I do a lot of networking on LinkedIn, a lot of social media on LinkedIn. Um, I think it's important to remember that even though these people are employees and executives, they're also just people. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. I've had over 40 networking calls and 
a majority of them offer to talk to me a month from now, review my resume, review my portfolio, um, connect me with other job opportunities, other people. So use your network to your advantage, um, I guess would be my main point, as I found that to be the most helpful as far as actually getting a job. Um, unfortunately, I do not have advice <laughs> in this area. <laughs> but maybe you can let us know in... I'm going to be optimistic and say a couple weeks when something comes your way. <laughs> yeah, in, in two years, um, yeah. reach back out. <laughs> then I think with all of that said, uh, we're going to wrap up and we are going to move on to my next interview with my friend Lauren, who I'm going to be honest, I don't know what her major was or anything. So we will get into that in a couple seconds and you guys can hear about her perspective on it. Uh, but thank you so much, Rachel, thank for you joining. For and with that said, I am going to welcome my dear friend, Lauren Adel. Hey. <laughs> um, quickly, do you want to just go over your age, where you're from, anything? I am 22. I'm actually going to be 23 in less than a month. Oh um, <laughs> from Westchester, New York, specifically near White Plains. Um, I went to SUNY Plattsburgh um, all four years, 2015 to 2019. Um, I studied PR with a minor in journalism and marketing. And yeah. Nice. So before we dive into anything about post-grad life, I want to talk about pre-grad and our relationship and our friendship because I think it's very interesting and it's actually similar to my first guest in the idea that we were friends and then we like totally were on opposite ends of the entire world didn't know who we were we knew like knew each other but we didn't even know each other exactly camp works like that yeah so we actually went to camp together for what six or seven years i feel like about that yeah and before that you probably went when my sister was there yeah oh my god um and we were just, I don't know, I mean, we just knew who the other person was. Yeah. And then I was already friends with you on Facebook, so I guess I was keeping up with your life a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, That's so I, funny you say that. <laughs> I do remember that because I remember after I came, I'm like, I gotta get Carly on socials. And I like, Bray had you on like everything. Yeah. Um, but then this summer, we both went back to camp, and we, uh, I remember, like, running into you, and you were like, oh my gosh, how are you? How's your sister? And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl knows literally everything I about me. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, oh my god, like, and I just, like, I saw you look at me, and it wasn't, like, an awkward look where, like, mm-hmm. like, oh god, like that person, it was like, oh my god, like, I think I know this person, because we definitely clicked. I yeah. was like, I know you, and you know me, and then I was like, it just clicked. I was like, oh my god. Carly, yeah. I was like, I've not seen you literally in like six years. I was like, oh my I god! Know. And we ended up being co-counselors for the first <laughs> two weeks. And I think the interesting thing is that we are completely opposite people. I would say in so- terms of like our like <laughs> language and our personality. Like, but for some weird reason, we click very well, and we're just super goofy and odd, and we always talk in strange voices. We really and- do. It took it all out of me not to greet you in cowboy. Yeah. It took it all out of me not to do that. Like, I want to seem normal to your viewers. So yeah. I'm going to keep it low, you know? Yeah. Um, and then but we shout met. out to Caitlin. Yes. Our, our other co. She's incredible. Yeah. God bless her. We were never um, there. And I, yeah, I don't even know how she dealt with either of us when we were together because I think we're both, like, just 
crazy. All over the place, yeah. I would give anything to go back. Like, I know. So I miss much. it so much. Um, but yeah, so that is our friendship. So we reunited <laughs> at 21 and 22, um, working at summer camp during a pandemic. So here we are, um, a couple months after camp. And you know, we're figuring we're figuring life out. We are really going with the waves at the moment, not the flow. Yeah. The treacherous waves. Yes. <laughs> so. Um we so are. before we I guess jump into what you are doing now post camp, we can talk a little bit about your undergrad career. Um you briefly touched on what you majored in. Was there anything that um grabbed your eye about college any advice you have for people in college or finishing up school oh yeah of course um I actually when I went to school like my first year I had teachers ask me to come back my high school year like my high school teachers and give like little speeches like to people going into college and like the do's and don'ts of my freshman year and like I think what I always say now is like get involved as much as you can but don't beat yourself up if you don't like people are always scared. They're not going to find like their tribe and they're not going to find their people. But like, that's how I found most of my people. And I think like the most that I did was get involved in the clubs. I was the president of two clubs and I could never, I never thought I could achieve that until I was able to open up myself at college. So that's the one thing that I was really grateful for because like, I was always afraid to like kind of even step into like a meeting and now I was like running them. So like a lot of confidence definitely came out of school because I was really grateful to have the teachers help me give that power and like, I was able to like give that power back in my leadership. So that was like a really great thing that I learned. And like also like just not caring about like things. Like I have a tattoo and um, it's it's five out of five. And it literally means like do if it's not gonna worry, if you're not gonna worry about it in the next five years, don't worry about it in the next five minutes. And then it basically means like do not sweat the small stuff, like, oh, you didn't go to that party, oh, like that guy didn't call you back, or like you didn't get that job, like why do you care? Like just build yourself back up kind of thing and like I had a really great support system too in school so I was very lucky and I realized that most people don't have that but like I know like college is so special to people and like Carly when you talk about school like it's how I talk about school like that's my place like I would give anything to go back to Plattsburgh because a lot of my friends who are from there still live there and I can't obviously just go and like it's really not safe for them either like some of their friends go to school and like whatever but I really miss like being able to be in control and like have like my own thing. Yeah. And now that I have a job now, I have like a strict, like a strict schedule. I have a nice routine. Like it feels good to have that back. But postgrad was a little hard with that because you kind of feel like you're losing control. You don't have like, not that you don't have freedom, but it's yeah. like, I don't have a class to go to. I don't have responsibilities. Like I don't have something to help. Like mm-hmm. kind of feel kind of useless. And that's like a really normal feeling for someone leaving school, not having a job for six months. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. But preschool I, like was the best years of my life. I won't, I don't regret anything. That's like really hard for some people to say, like everyone has that thing, but like, I'm really grateful for the connections I made and the networking, but I'm also grateful for the people that I met. So I could say I had a great experience. I love that. <laughs> so how did you, if you can recall, how did you feel, um, kind of leading into like your senior year, end of senior year, all of that stuff, because I know how I feel. And right now I literally, I am okay because there's a pandemic going on and school isn't normal. So we don't get to go to football games and we didn't have a homecoming and we didn't have this. So I kind of already adapted to everything before, which 
which is weird because I should feel extra sad that I'm not like having an in-person graduation, but I'm just like, so yeah, it's okay. Like I'm okay. And people are very concerned because when I graduated high school, I was a mess for like two years, a year before high school. (laughs) Yeah. And now that there's this pandemic going on, I'm, I'm kind of oddly fine. I am sure. And I think we're at 40 days now and 40 days when graduation hits, I will lose it. Oh my God. Lose it. But I want to know how you felt like your senior year and leading into that. Once I hit like college again, like I had a really great experience. I was doing really good. I also had, I also had a really good part-time job. I was making good money. I was again able to like do things by myself. But I remember like the end of my junior year and I had like just like kind of fixed my classes. I was like really excited. Like I really, it hasn't, it hadn't hit me yet. And as many of you know, as Carly knows, I'm someone who's like, I can play dumb for as long as I can until it hits me. Like I'm really good at that. So like I was really trying not to think about it because my friends get a little anxious about that stuff, but we all kind of like blocked it out. But we were really excited because we all had great schedules and we all worked really hard our last three years. So we were able to have like good free schedules and whatever we needed and pretty good like opportunities. So once I got there, my, the first semester of my senior year was insane. I had really great classes. I had a lot of hands-on classes. So I was able to make networking connections and um, expand like my resume around, which was nice and get involved in more. I was also, um, I also met some really great people through internship the summer before. I worked at a baseball field. Shout out to the Rockland Boulders. They're actually the New York State Boulders now. They're, they're not a candidate anymore. I just stalked your LinkedIn today, so I really got caught up on what you did. Yeah. No, like like five years dude that was a side note that was a great internship I learned a lot about sports management and it was really great anyway but yeah I remember just like kind of finishing up my fall semester and I'm like I literally have 55 days Mm -hmm. I'm like I have to go hard because my last semester I worked at Planned Parenthood shout out to Planned Parenthood um I um worked there for one semester that was literally my last three credits of like my actual like diploma Mm -hmm. so I literally just did that and I didn't have to go to school and I did that for four hours a day for three days just had to do like 12 hours and once it like hit like a month I was like whoa I gotta start trying to find a job um so moving on to where you are now um I would love to know you don't need to name the company but what you are doing how did you get there um just things like that so after college, um, a lot of people that I went to school with, like just some um, through different majors and through mine, um, went through recruiting agencies and became like recruiters. And um, a friend of mine who lives in Westchester, she um, just texted me one day. She goes, hey, like you just graduated. If you're looking for a job, I'm a, I'm a recruiter. It's mostly like um, marketing and like sales and IT, but like I can find like what you want. Like I, I know you, we were in a major together. So like she kind of like knew what I wanted. So I was like, okay, this was about, like a couple years ago. I was like, this is fine. I found a lot of great jobs through her. I found uh, Historic Hudson Valley through her, which was so much fun. Um, that was a really great time. So ever in like the Hudson Valley, like Westchester area, like Halloween, like Christmas, looked that up. It's really great. Really fun attraction. Um, but I found that through her and it's mostly 10 positions and perms. And then throughout the year, uh, I wasn't finding positions I liked and I was going through other agencies. I got a couple jobs and then camp came around. And as soon as I came home, she goes, hey, I might have a position for you. It's a pension specialist, a pension specialist, and I work for a third-party insurance company. So, like, if you get a job and your um, company offers you benefits, like, we would be your benefits. Like, we're the insurance. So, I just enroll people. I terminate people. um, I just make sure people are up to date on their payments. Like, 
all that paperwork and jazz, but oh, I like the kind of technical work, mm-hmm. but um, it was supposed to be a four-hour position, uh, three times a week, still 16 an hour, mm-hmm. and then she ended up finding me a full position, so that was nice, and I've been with them for three months now, and I like what I do. It's not something I want to do, but I actually, like, don't mind the work. It's really mm-hmm. easy, and I guess, like, one piece, another piece of advice is, like, don't be stingy when it comes to jobs. Like, you kind of just have to take what you get if it's a right if it's the right opportunity and possibility for you in the moment, like this was just something I needed to do. I need to get out of the house and I feel useful. So it's like, I wanted to do it, but I like it. My bosses are really nice. Um, it's actually, I'm really grateful because it's like the first job where I don't feel like I have to get things done right away. Like everything's pretty chill there. Mm -hmm. Um, they're really nice. I have like a lot of good conversations with them. They help me when I need it. And again, it's really pretty good job. I'm again, very grateful to be Mm -hmm. a job in a pandemic. So I love that. Great. Um, and I guess based on your major, I can assume that your plans changed a little bit and like you went back to camp and things like that. Um, but if you could just kind of walk me through maybe some of your either emotions or acceptance on plans changing. I know I felt this summer, like I had interviews at places that I could not have imagined working at. Like they were so great and I can't believe I even had an interview and then like that everything was done um and I'm super grateful for camp for the for a hundred plus reasons that came out of it but just uh coping with my plans changing was hard no I I really agree with that because it's funny like before the pandemic um I want to say like between like January and February um after like the holiday I had got an interview with the Girl Scouts of America for a communications coordinating job and it was less about media. It was more like kind of like strategizing, which is like something I, I want to do in PR. Um, a little bit of background. I want to do like um, strategic PR with, okay. and like also like risk, man- risk management. So I want to like kind of be someone's like publicist. So like work for a firm, like work on a risk management team, like stuff like that, like fix people's problems, like in a good way. So politics was like a thing for me. But um, I was looking for this job. And it was like mostly like strategizing social media, like writing press releases it like press releases and I like writing journalism was a thing for me so news writing is what I also love to do at one point um that was like something I really wanted to do but it's it's a little bit of a tricky profession right now so I choose to back off from that especially I'm a very neutral person like I'm a registered independent I don't really hate or like anybody so it's like if I feel like me being in that profession right now would be a little hard for me so I always (laughs) backed up from that but I um had this job interview and I went into the city and I was like, I am so out of my league here. Like, it was a beautiful, like, marble office. Like, I was a Girl Scout from K through 12. I Oh, my have, gosh. I got awards. Like, I, I love wow. volunteering. I, was, I love volunteering, but I was a brownie for two years. <laughs> and I was petrified of speaking to people, as you probably <laughs> m- you <laughs> remember from when I was Amber. Yeah. Um, so my dad sold all my cookies for me, and then we just kind of gave up after that because I wasn't actually doing anything. Dude, I used to be that one, walk up to your door, like, hey, mm-hmm. you want some mock cookies? And I used that, to, like, do really well. Yeah, that, my I mom, mean, that fits your personality, too. I love it. <laughs> and get this, my mom was the head of the cookie committee, so we used oh to have gosh. to pull the cookies and, like, sort them. Like, that's I why I also, like, my organization and tedious skills come in. So, like, I, mm-hmm. I've always loved the Girl Scouts, and they're also the reason why I freaking love volunteering, and I love helping people, and I love being a mentor and I also have those leadership skills and I'm very grateful so I was really excited to get this like interview and I'm like a little intimidated walking to this office I'm like oh my god like 
so pretty in here. It's so clean. Like it smells like <laughs> literal cookies in here. Like they have cookies in the waiting room. Oh like it's like really cute. And I walk in and super nice woman comes right up to me and she's like, Hey, how are you? You're Laura. I'm like, yeah. So we, she brings me in the interview room and it actually went pretty well. It wasn't my best interview, but I think I did what I had to do and mm-hmm. less is more. So I try not to like elaborate unless they ask. Mm-hmm. So I was like really not really expecting like something back. And then they called me back like a week later and I was like, Hey, yo, like, hey. Hello. So yeah. I was like, wow. So I met with this man. I believe he was the person who like does like the East branch, like East coast of like communication for New York okay. and like that area. I just thought he was very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny. Cause when we talked on my resume, he's like, I'm looking at your resume. And he said to me, do you ever find it troubling that you worked for a very biased organization? Mm. And I knew what he was talking about. And I was a little nervous at that question because I'd never had someone be a little upfront with me about that. And I said, no, um, I don't think um, it does, but some people might upset, but I think my intentions are clear when I work for a company and pretty loyal. Mm-hmm. And I think you like that. And he said, well, I actually worked for the DNC for a while as like a communications mm-hmm. publicist. And we were talking about that. And it was really a conversation, but it was definitely intimidating at first. I was like, wow, like, I, you could definitely tell I was a little taken back by that. So, like, I was afraid he'd be like, oh, she didn't, like, take it well or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting an email saying, oh, we want to see where this is, but the pandemic was hitting. Mm-hmm. Week later, the pandemic hits, everything shuts down. I don't mm-hmm. hear from them. I'm mm-hmm. emailing, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I was so close. And yeah. I was like, to this day, I still look at listings for like Girl Scouts and yeah. all that stuff. And I even emailed the woman like every now and then, like I actually emailed her like a week ago and she got back to me. I was like, Hey, like if it's not that position, like I'm still looking to work for you guys, even like low grade, I can work from home. Like even mm-hmm. something with assistant work, like I'm willing to do anything. And she said, I will keep it out for you. Cause it was cool. But like, yeah. I, I want to get into corporate. I want to be able to get in that world of like business and like learn mm-hmm. and like learn that kind of trade. But like, in the fun way I love PR so it's like I that was really hard but like transitioning into like not having that was really hard and Mm -hmm. I you know me I'm not really the best of letting things go and adjusting so like it was really hard for me to be like okay the party's over Laura so like you gotta like put your little big girl pants on that blazer and you gotta go out and find that job like even though I really do want to find a job I just like I was nervous and I, I did get a lot of anxiety from school. I never had it in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled with depression a little bit, but it obviously all heightened, but therapy is a beautiful thing. So I mm-hmm. love that. So and I really like, and it's not for everybody, but talking to anybody helps. And yeah. I'm great. Again, I had a great support system before I did it. So I was really grateful for that, but it's really not all fun and games when you graduate because like people really don't realize like it's hard. Like I just started paying my car bill and I can afford it. Like it's fine now, but it's like, what if I, what if I lose my job to Mm -hmm. the pandemic and I can't do that anymore? Like, yeah, I'm only like half worried about that stuff. Like I can't imagine someone who like is our age and has to like, is not as privileged as I am to be living with my mom Mm -hmm. and like being able to like know when my next meal is and being able to make like my money. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not like not normal to like feel that way, Mm -hmm. any social class, but I felt bad feeling that way because a lot of my friends weren't like that. So like, A lot, and also a lot of my friends got jobs before I did, so that was also very discouraging. But I knew it wasn't no one's, it wasn't anybody's fault. Like Mm -hmm. we, that's also a thing. Like again, we have to normalize feelings that like this is okay, feeling useless is fine, but don't let it define you because you will lose your like stamina. Like I had to like go back and like I saved my old slides like Mm -hmm. from school, so I sometimes go back. Like I freelance now, so like 
if I like want like to think of something or I need like a template, like I go back to that stuff and I utilize yeah. it. And I really like, I'm grateful for that. I even ask like my own teachers to send me stuff. Like I keep in touch with everybody. Like mm -hmm. I love that about school, but I also do get discouraged. I'm like, what if I'm not doing the right things? Like it's okay to feel that way, but just yeah. don't let that define you. It's like, it's really terrible on your mental health. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with literally everything you said. So I don't even think I can add anything else to yeah. that. Um, and I guess the last thing we will touch on, um, first question, just one piece of advice to college seniors as they enter the workforce, um, specifically d during the age of COVID or just in general. And then also, um, do you think that college does a good job preparing you for the real world and just your opinions on, um, everything going like right from college to a job. Um, I know there's like a lot of debates on if it actually prepares you or like I'm getting a marketing degree and I want to go into finance or whatever. So yeah. any of those things. Let me take a sip of wine for this one. Okay. I'm going to, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. So <laughs> I am literally have a straw in this gallon jug and I'm trying to finish it. You chug that. Mm -hmm. Best skin of your life. But no, um, I would say in the COVID age, because again, like I, again, was very lucky. I didn't get to experience that. And again, I'm very grateful for that because I do see like those memes on like Twitter and like, even though it's like, they're funny, it's like, it's not funny. Like this was not funny for anybody. This was a very serious thing. This virus was very serious. And I really tell my friends who are in school, like, I actually like, am so sorry you had to deal with like, mm -hmm. like this BS because like, I don't think most schools handled it well. Like, I don't think there was really the best way to handle anything, but there could have been better ways. I think a lot of people got screwed over. Uh, people who weren't citizens, people who were like exchange students, people who don't live at home. Like, it was a lot of, it was a lot of confusion. But what I can say is um, just like, don't be afraid to get on that interview. Like, don't be afraid to be like, like, you think you're not qualified, just go. Like, I literally apply for jobs that like, I technically wasn't qualified for and got like second interviews for not necessarily getting the job but like they liked me enough for I like was able to get a second interview and like also like don't just like breathe literally breathe like uh, what I learned from my anxiety again I have very low-grade anxiety but when I get it I get it and what I learned is like if I'm stressing out about anything a job my education like I still think I want to go to grad school that's always been like a battle in my mind like I literally just like stand where I am. I might look weird what I do, but I literally just breathe. Like I just take a breath and I just think about one thing at a time because we're starting our life. We're not supposed to know. Mm -hmm. And we are allowed to be confused, but have a goal. It doesn't have to be a short-term goal. Like just figure yourself out, but take it one step at a time and don't be afraid to just go out there because like you will be very surprised what you can get nowadays. And uh, what was the other question again? <laughs> um, love that, though. Great answer. Enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, just do you think college prepares you for the real world? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying it depends on a major, but I think it also depends on what school you go to and maybe on the major. Again, I went to Plattsburgh. It's a very small SUNY. It's one of the small SUNYs. It's like kind of the equivalent of Oneonta. We're about like 5,000 students, undergrad, and like about 1,200 um, grad. So like I had a very small um, major. It was very, very small. I think like in all I had like 35 kids 
in my major, but it got a lot bigger as I became a senior, like more kids because it became a minor Mm -hmm. after a while. Um, because journalism was an automatic minor for PR because they were literally like a class apart. We just took their class. So that was nice. That's crazy to me because I meet new people every single year in my classes. And I'm also in like in my advertising classes, people aren't advertising majors because it's like their concentration or they're this. Like yeah. I don't, I couldn't even tell you how many kids are in the media school here. Well, how your kid, your college has like what, like twenty thousand kids? Forty. Like, every day, every day I meet someone new. I'm like, what? Who the That's heck so are you? I love that. No, but um, yeah, but it really just depends. But I think my major at least did help me. Mm-hmm. like I don't what it really depends what you mean on real world like at least for my major I feel kind of set like I think I learned the right things mm-hmm. I had really again I had really great in like it sounds like weird when I say it. I really had inspiring teachers like they genuinely cared about us mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that not that like my high school teachers didn't like most of them did but I didn't feel that way in school like yeah. I felt a lot more freer and like they weren't afraid to tell me when I was wrong but they weren't they also were like so quick to tell me that I was great so like that was also a great thing mm-hmm. but like the real world doesn't like taxes I don't know man like that yeah. still is something that I wish I learned like a lot of my friends had, had like what's it home home ac or something yeah like they mm-hmm. have that stuff like a lot of my friends actually learned how to do taxes in school like in their yeah. economic class I didn't learn that in my economic classes like I didn't really have that yeah and like now I'm learning how to do that stuff but I think college did in a way like it, it definitely set me for my career when I wanted and what I want to like invest myself into, but in other words, as it like it, I don't think anyone can really prepare you for the real world, to be honest with you. Like it's hard, but we all have each other. We don't want to believe it, but we do. We do. But we do. And I have you, Carly. And I have you. Love that. Oh my gosh. Um, I really think that that is all I have for you. Thank you for all of your advice. I know I'm going to take it to heart and while I'm editing this and then probably listen to it like every single day for the next 40 days. <laughs> um, and hopefully by that time, I'll be able to see you. Oh gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to record this with me and catching up with me and thank all of the And that is all that I have for you guys this week. I really hope that you enjoyed hearing my friends talk about their post-grad experiences and hopefully everyone gained a little piece of advice and maybe some encouragement from this episode. I know that I did and I'm looking forward to applying it to my life. With all of that said, next week I am back with Arlie. We are talking about the transition from college to home pros and cons having the holidays at home, living at home again, all of that good stuff. Um, And we will both finally be home. Um, I think this is the last episode that we were recording apart, unless we move back our recording date. So you guys will find that out next week. Um, And with all of that said, I hope you guys have a great last week of classes before Thanksgiving power through this week, do everything you can, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Okay, bye.